Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. It's Tuesday, December 19th. We're talking some Rockies baseball. We bring in Rocks reporter for MLB.com, Thomas Harding. Thomas, you're here in studio today. It's great to see you, my friend. Thanks for joining us as always. Let's start off with a little midterm grade of the offseason for Colorado. A lot of students around taking finals, but for the offseason, for many of the baseball teams now, for all teams, including the Rockies, it's that midpoint of the offseason. So after the winter meetings, what grade would you give the Rockies where it stands now? I'll tell you what. Right now, I'm sitting at a B with a chance for it to go into that A category because the Rockies were able to pick up a couple of relief pitchers. They really needed set-up guys from the right and left. They retained Jake McGee, who had a good year last year after struggling with some injuries in 2016. And they also go out and shine, sign Brian Shaw, who had pitched with the Indians. Very good right-handed setup man, a very durable guy. 70 or more appearances in the last five seasons. And it doesn't look like he's going to slow down when it comes to that. This guy's pitched under a lot of pressure in some deep postseason runs for the Indians. Well, Professor Harding, there you go. I think the Rockies would enjoy that grade, and it seems pretty appropriate. They also just brought back uh, Chris Iannetta. They brought him into the fold, a catcher. Uh, what does he do for the lineup moving forward? Well, a couple of things. Number one, a very good leader for a young pitching staff. Uh, that's still a young staff. They threw, threw four rookies out there last year, so going into next year, they're going to have four rookies and two third-year pitchers, so it's not exactly like an old staff. And the oldest guy is Chad Bettis, who will be 29. So you need to have somebody who's been around, caught some postseason games. Of course, Ionetta played for the Arizona Diamondbacks last year and helped them to the playoffs. And if you look at his workload the last couple of years, he's going to probably catch between 89 and 100, and 100 games, somewhere in that um, range. And they have a couple of younger catchers, Tony Walters, who is Caught pretty well for them the last two years, actually. And Tom Murphy, a guy with some power, he struggled a bit last year after coming back from an injury. Those two guys, there's some opportunity for them to get their big league careers going. So I think it's a good mix. You've got a veteran leader type in Ionetta, a guy who can catch about 100 games or somewhere within that. And if you look at the history of the Rockies, rarely does a catcher go above 100 games. So it'll be part of a tandem. They didn't spend too much money on Ionetta, but by spending $8.5 million, they were able to sign those three-year $27 million contracts for Brian Shaw and for Jake McGee. 
Is there any money left over then for Greg Holland, who was a big part of the success last season? Will he be back in the fold as a closer then next year? I'll tell you what, it's funny because the rumor mill was having it as an almost done deal during the winter meetings. Turned out neither side was that close, and both sides were saying, no, it's nowhere near that close. Um, But... If you go back and even look at last year, the Rockies' negotiations with Holland, they began um, sometime probably after the general managers' meetings and into the winter meetings, and they lasted through the Christmas holiday there. Um, the, the Rockies feel pretty confident about Holland because he really enjoyed his time there, and one of his coaches from Kansas City um, is the pitching coach, Steve Foster. Right. And, and that really makes a difference to him. Um, so he, was, he, he definitely enjoyed pitching in Denver, even though there were some challenges. So the Rockies have a shot there. However, they have not closed the book on trade possibilities. They still continue to talk to Wade Davis also. So if this doesn't work, the Rockies do have another place to go. It's just that Holland being familiar with the situation, you can understand why people think it's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. So the Rockies have to be prepared. Yeah, to have that plan B always crucial in the offseason because you never know how things can turn uh, very quickly. And in terms of other pieces that they might be going after, we heard rumors about maybe Carlos Santana, but he ended up going to the Phillies. So what's the next move for the Rocks in the offseason? An outfield bat? Where do they go for that? Well, it looks right now like first base. And part of it is trying to bring back Mark Reynolds, who is played very well for them the last two seasons. Um, it, last year, certainly an incredible first half. Did tail off a bit in the second, but if you bring in a right-handed hitting Mark Reynolds, you also have Ryan McMahon, who was one of the better hitters in the minor leagues last year. Got his feet wet a little bit at the major league level. If he's ready, I could see a right-left platoon type thing if they do sign Reynolds. I know that um, looking around, seeing the analysts online, they're kind of kicking around. What about the idea of an Adrian Gonzalez hitting from the left side? How about that? Um, that that could make some sense because he has played quite well at Coors Field. However, when you have a guy like McMahon who could be a star player for a few years to come, if you look at his numbers last year in AA and AAA, could he be a star player for a few years to come? Bringing in a left-handed hitting um, first baseman, it may not quite work as well. So if you go with Reynolds and McMahon, you could do that at first base. I'm sure they have um, some things out there. And, hey, they never did close the book on bringing back Carlos Gonzalez in right field. Um, But if you look at the the situation as it stands now, Mark Reynolds, if you're able to sign him, you have Ryan McMahon, who really was converted from third base. Also, Ian Desmond. Now, right now... I could see Desmond fitting in the outfield with Charlie Blackman and Gerardo Parra, and you go with it that way. But Desmond also can play first base. So there are some parts that the Rockies can move around, and they really wanted to build that, build that roster versatility. And, of course, it is gift-giving season, the holiday season right now. And you mentioned a lot of names right there. Is there someone outside the radar? I guess you said Adrian Gonzalez, so maybe that would be the guy outside that say, oh, maybe that would be a great gift for the Rockies fans, kind of out of nowhere. But is there another name maybe that the Rockies might go after that isn't even on the radar right now that you could say, ooh, that would be a nice fit that's out there right now, whether it's a pitcher or in the lineup? I mean, I I think that a lot of fans would love to see a veteran pitcher come in here because of the young staff. The Rockies don't want to go in that direction. But if they were to pull a surprise, I think think that would be where they pull it. The other one could be a reunion with Carlos Gonzalez in right 
feel right. a lot of fans love him. He did tail off a bit last year. There are fans who feel that they need to move on from Carlos Gonzalez. But I think that would be a gift for enough fans also. I like that as an answer, absolutely. And then, of course, New Year's a couple weeks away. And as they go into spring training and the second half of the offseason and really ramping up for the season, obviously last year very successful for the team, uh, exceeded a lot of people's expectations with the moves they make, when you make a lot of bullpen moves like they have, you get the sense, ooh, yeah, we're really building even for a playoff run and trying to go even deeper than they were. Is that where the front office is at and the, and generally the coaching staff is at in terms of, hey, we made the playoffs, now let's look at that next step going forward? Well, if you look at the Rockies' history, the times that they have been in the playoffs – They've had one of the better bullpens in baseball every time. I mean, if you if you watch the postseason, you see starters don't go quite as long. Of course, this postseason, they hardly went very long at all. But starters don't go quite as long in the postseason. However, if you play 81 games in Denver, then your starter doesn't go as long for all those. So really, you're building at that point. You're, you, you're building like a playoff team because that's the way you sometimes have to play in Denver. Now, they do want a little bit more out of their starters than maybe they have in the past, and certainly those young guys provided it for them. But And if you have John Gray come back and pitch the way he did the second half of the year, and Tyler Anderson the way he finished up, and also the guys who, who were rookies, and then have a full year from Chad Bettis, you could have a very good starting rotation, and then what you're trying to do is build as much strength as you can at the back of the game. Let's say they get Holland back. Okay, you have Holland. You have Shaw from the right side. You have Jake McGee from the left. Chris Russon, he pitched the second most innings of a reliever. And then I think there are some wild cards there. Adam Ottavino was considered one of the better righties in the game until last season when he struggled. Um, the, he had high walks for him and probably had some pitches that could have been called strikes, actually. Looking at the stats, he lost a lot of possible borderline pitches. And then you have Carlos Estevez and Scott Oberg, two really young pitchers that finished the year both strong. And they've taken their lumps. and They've had their ups and downs for two years. But if those guys become solid guys, then there are a lot of arms you can use at the end of a ball game. Absolutely. And it's been a tough uh, football season for the Broncos out there, so they could use a little hope with the Rockies going into spring training. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. Thomas, enjoy your holiday season as well. We appreciate you taking the time with us today. And what's your football team? You're not originally, right? Steelers? Fan? Steelers, yeah, okay. Steelers, yeah. So they'll be right there when it comes down to it. They'll be right there. Hey, your Patriots got it done on Sunday, didn't they? They did, but we'll be ready for the rematch, I'm right. sure. Thomas, thanks so much for joining us here on MLB.com Extras, and we'll talk to you again real soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.